0: greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and we have another amazing show for you guys, man. Today on the show, I have Rick Ramos, the only, only, I'm going to say it again, the only head trainer in Chicago that actually has a world championship fighter. That is a huge deal, man. We're going to talk about that as fighters and so much more on this episode, man. So without further ado, let me bring on Rick, man. Rick, what's going on, brother? What Welcome up, what to up? the Fight Podcast, bro. Thank you for, for, for coming on the show, man. Man,
1: thank you for having me. Absol- it's cool. It's
0: cool. Man. Yeah. yeah, bro. Hey, look, man, um, for those who don't know, like I said, uh, I, I, I've i met Rick in passing a couple times, um, his, his his fighters, and again, the world champion, <clears throat> Justin McCaskill, and the rest of the incredible. I'm talking about we have Golden Glove champions over in the mix. We got Olympic hopefuls. We have all kinds of stuff in the mix, man, but they all train um essentially at the gym we've had a friend of the show Derek baker on as well but rick man thank you for joining me once again man welcome um dude corona in combat man this is really throwing off a lot man
1: yeah it, it's been uh, it's been crazy you know our fight was supposed to be uh april 17th in maryland against uh cecilia Breakhouse, and uh we got postponed you know so we're just waiting for the phone call
0: dude and I, and here's the thing um and, and I want to get into that because, I mean, that was a pretty solid. I mean, talking about legitimately s- solid fight, man. Um, incredible matchup in, 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 against two champions, you know, two champions that, that, ha- that are extremely well skilled. And the thing about it, and, and this is really interesting because you never see people take such precedent on actually, you, you know, taking women. That can actually fight and teaching them the fundamentals and actually having a stable full of just monsters going out there. But you've done that, man. And then you have your main monster in you know in Jessica, who right now looks like if you guys have not checked out their IG, you absolutely must. Um, she looks like a brick shit house. And I I think Cecilia is over, overlooking this, man. I don't know. She was talking real spicy and it didn't seem like she knew what she was talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She, you know, this actually, this layoff actually helps and benefits uh, Jessica in my, in my opinion, you know, it gives us more time to settle in at 145 pounds and, you know, it gives us more time to work on things and, you know, working on things and, you know, getting more time to train and and prepare is always a positive. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, it, yeah, it looks like it's swinging our way,
0: dude. It, I mean, so and that's interesting, it, and that's one thing you're looking at, man. Especially when the way things are going, it really is difficult to to train and everything, man. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing it, and again, you have the benefit that you have in your own space that you can go ahead and utilize. I mean, but mm-hmm. most people even like I, I actually talked to some guys that train out of American Top Team yesterday in uh, in Florida. And they're saying that they mm-hmm. live at the gym. If they didn't happen to live at the gym, the cops are shutting everything down, man. So it has to be difficult.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, and to be honest with you, I think the only difficult thing, it's great that I own my own gym and obviously I have the keys and I can shut it down to the public. But, you know, to get sparring is has been a little bit crazy because, you know, we always pay people to spar with us, but, like, you know, people have their own fears and their own worries, and rightfully so. So, you know, we kind of call the people who's always been there for us, so they came through. Nice. So we've been active, we've been busy, and it's been working, you know? Well,
0: man, you guys have... And again, I want to talk about... Well, let me ask you this. Before we get into your fighters and stuff, man, I, for mm-hmm. yourself, what is... How, how did you get into, I mean, most people, I feel like stumble into training, right? Or because or, mm-hmm. or, no one, but how did you, how did you start this journey in Ch- uh, Chicago of all places? Why did you stay here? Because a lot of people don't stay in Chicago, especially, I mean, they'll go to, to Cali, they'll go to Vegas, you know, Florida. What, what made you want to stay in Chicago?
1: You know what? I, I just, like people, it's easy to run off, right? It's easy to run off and live off of somebody else's name and you know, like Vegas or California or even New York yeah. or Texas, where there's uh, golden boys out west and these bigger opportunities are out west. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Chicago is where I was born and raised, and I feel like you know I've always done for the city and for my neighborhood and everything I always stood for. And I and I feel like I want to bring big fights to Chicago, and I feel like I did, and I feel like I have, and I feel like I'm going to. So, you know, when uh, I had Jose Cuizada, you know, El Heyman was here for Cuizada. Yeah. You know those show those shows at UIC Pavilion. They brought Sergio more uh, uh, Daniel Jacobs, the big names. Yeah, the whole crew. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So um, now we're dealing with Eddie Hearn, and and um, you know uh, Usyk fought in Chicago. Some big great names fought in Chicago. Should have
0: so, fought Tyrone Spung. I thought that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: That would have been a that would have definitely been a better yeah. fight. But you know. It was, uh, you know, to have those big names come to Chicago in a new arena, new promoter, um, it, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome. And I'm glad I had a part of it. Awesome, you know?
0: man. It, it's, I mean, seeing that and seeing your space, and again, I, I haven't, you know, worked with you, but I've worked with guys on your team out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, man, what is it? That, what, what is it? What, what are you doing differently? The fact that you have literally people that are getting ready for the Olympics, you have Golden Glove champions, you have world champions. What makes you different, bro? What separates what you're doing from everybody else?
1: Um, that, first of all, that's an awesome question. I feel like no one asked me that, and and I don't, you know, there's certain things, you know, like there's a recipe that I have, and you know, strength and conditioning has always been and you know, a part of what I was doing, and I started it. We were just talking about it today. When I first opened up my first gym with Sam Colona, Chicago Boxing Club, Sam Colona. Yeah, and he he put he put me on, and you know I'm grateful for that. Uh, 2007, okay. you know, and uh, you know we done we did some great things, and I've always uh, believed in the strength and conditioning. I always believed in repetition, and I always believed in a lot of minute work and everything. Just just focus on the basics and, and stay busy. And you know I've been out you know I fought out of gyms, worked out of every gym, boxing gym in Chicago, yeah. so there's do's and don'ts and there's things i agree with that people do and there's things that i don't agree with and um i kind of put a little bit of everyone together that i thought works and it works you know and um yeah so i don't you know a lot of I, a lot of people might say this is bad but i mean uh, i just think that you can work out in in any sport um put in an hour a day um, I'm not saying that to be at a world champion level, you need one hour a day. I'm saying put in an hour a session. So Jessica works out two, sometimes three sessions, one hour sessions a day. And instead of one three hour workout, yeah. it, you don't get a lot out of it. After the first hour, you're finished. That makes sense. You know, sense. you put in three different. Yeah, yeah, so you're always fresh. You're putting in 50 minutes to an hour of good work. Rest six hours, come back. Yeah. Rest eight, you know, eight hours, come back. So that's kind of what we've been doing. And shorter workouts and And just more reps you know and and it's been working for us
0: that's interesting man and and honestly i think i mean people have said it before and i mean i I come from a kickboxing background and that's something that especially jujitsu even they talk about drilling drill 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 the people that drill the most are the people that end up winning you know because those are the 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 techniques that end up sticking and 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 when you're when you're exhausted you fall back to those same skills and techniques and i think not enough people actually understand that like we all want to go out there of course we want to spar we want to you know do all the fun shit we want to out there you know right. salute to roger mayweather man we want to go out there with the pads and shit we want to do all that <laughs> yeah. but at the end of the day For that, sure. that's not as beneficial you know and and i've even noticed that and that's why i've even stopped working with coaches myself i'm like dog i don't want to do the fancy shit just let me get the basics right. in so i can you know get solid with this um right there's been a shift in and i've noticed it in on all of combat sports but definitely all like the the MMA side and I wonder with this with boxing sparring a lot of people are mm-hmm. are talking about so much like yo we don't spar as much and I know towards the end of when I was I stopped sparring as much as I was um mm-hmm. do you feel like that's important or do you feel like the drilling do you feel like no we need to spar this much still or is it like nah man like we we spar less we we drill more
1: you know, I think you know. Again, there's different ways to do it, right? So, you could. I always have my girls when they're not fighting or fight regular guy fighters, whatever. They, everybody has to put in four rounds minimum yes. if you're fighting or not. Yeah, that's yeah. the basic low, just to, to keep your timing on, keep your arms and, and your body and your conditioning up. And you know, I've I've gotten face guards mm-hmm. for my fighters, so they don't have to take all the punishment off the nose and off the mouth and off the forehead or off the eyes. So I I have all my fighters wear face guards. And, you know, so we can put in a little bit, A little bit more rounds and and take a little bit less punishment, but I think a good combination. Like I do it Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are all reps. I I treat my boxing team pretty much like a basketball team. Everybody line up. Everybody line up. One two. Show me the best one two. We do. Everybody does three in a row. The next person. Three in a row. Next person. Let's add the hook to it. One two three. You know, three in a row. Same thing. And and we just do drills, drills, drills. And then after that, I put them on the heavy bag. Um, Having do stairs, the basic workouts that we do on those off days and on sparring days, uh, we pretty much do sparring. And immediately after you're done sparring, you you're doing mitts with me immediately. I want to keep the conditioning high and and the volume high. I'm I'm sitting there and I got clickers. I'm I'm clicking. Yeah. I'm counting punches, so I know everybody's average. And nobody does that in Chicago. I, I don't I don't care who anyone yeah. says. I've been to every gym in Chicago. No one has clickers. I count every round of my of our sparring partners, of Jessica, and I know where we should be, and I count. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have a good idea of where it's we're at. It's funny
0: you say that, man, because truly nobody nobody does that. And you don't get enough people, I mm-hmm. think, counting strikes. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know if, honestly, mm-hmm. one major MMA coach that does that, and he's in New Jersey, and he trains Frankie Edgar mm-hmm. and all those guys up there. Um, no, I don't yeah. think people do that enough, and because the thing is, if you know how many how, what your fighter averages, you know how much they can push. And you know what they do. And you guys, all your, your fighters have a style. They got a, I'm going to come and get you style. They're coming <laughs> at you. This is like, we, yeah. man, Like I, I, I know for me, man, my style was stick and move. If I know if I trade with you, my style will be, I'm going to come and get you. I like, And I love that. Yeah. I, I love that, uh, that style. It's obviously an irritating style. Mm-hmm. And if you can crack, it's something that I think is terrifying. And one thing that you're not seeing, and I'm starting to see again with Jessica, you start starting see with your girls. Yo, I look at Clarissa Shields. I think Clarissa Shields is amazing. I think she needs to mm. cool out when she's talking about going to MMA. And I think she needs to cool out when she's talking <laughs> about uh, uh, Leila Lee. I really do. But mm-hmm. I noticed one thing. Yo, as big as she mm. is, she has no power. No. She
1: has zero and, and you power. know what? No. I think... I think she has to do maybe less sparring mm-hmm. and, and focus more on sitting on her punches yes. and more technique. Yeah, and and maybe you know maybe she would get more knockouts and how to set up a, a body shot. You know, go to the head, set up the head, and then go right to the body and start finishing people. You know, I, she only has what two knockouts out of ten fights, I Dude, think, or yeah. two knockouts, something it, like that. It's and nothing. she's got to pick it up. Yeah, she's got to pick it up for and sure. the
0: thing is, you want to see, and at least for me, when I'm looking at people that are so i look at guys like i always talk about the four horsemen right the young the up-and-coming prospects you got Teofimo lopez devin haney shakur yep. stevenson ryan garcia right i'm looking at those four and you're starting to see those guys the the better competition they go up, they're still starching dudes right they're still yep. knocking like ugly man ugly. dude yo the ugly. fact that teofima yeah. went out there and did that his last fight, uh-huh. i am be honest with you, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a war. I was like, Teofimo, mm-hmm. his last fight out against the tall um, J- Japanese dude, yeah, I don't know. He's fighting a monster right. now, I don't know. And he went out there and completely starched dude. Devin Haney, I think, might end up being the best out of all of them. I don't know, yep. a, a beast in goddamn self. Those guys are monsters. In fact, you know what, let me ask you this. Out of the four, because I, I think we can all agree, those are like the the biggest four prospects coming up. For sure. Who do you like out of that crop? That crop?
1: Uh, well, Javante Davis got to be in that mix. So there's got to be yeah, like five, right? Okay,
0: okay. I, I, I'm going to tell you how I feel about We're going to talk about Javante in a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, if I had those five in order, I'd probably go Devin Haney. Mm. I would say Javante and Ryan Garcia are probably a tie. Tefimo is like still like, he's in there somewhere. Those are probably the top four right. for sure. Right. Um, but I, I'd say Devin is my number one pick right now. I,
0: it's, for me, he's mine. This is why I don't have I don't have faith in Javante Davis. I think he has all
1: the skills, but uh, yo,
0: little fat dude can't make weight.
1: I know, you know he does. He he's make- he's got to find a weight class that's comfortable for him and stick to it. You know, he could be the next Adrian Broner, and hopefully not. Um, yeah,
0: that's what I think. He
1: that's needs it. Nice. Yeah, and, I, and hopefully he's the next Mayweather, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens, you know.
0: We'll see. I just don't haven't seen those other guys that we talked about and your fighters also, they have discipline. Mm-hmm. He, I've mm-hmm. seen, doesn't have that type of discipline, and I just mm-hmm. don't see that happening. But like I said, talk about, like, for instance, you we're not seeing women that can crack, right, the same way. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. I've seen it. I, I've got Jessica can crack. You know, right. and now that we're starting to see this, why, why are we seeing this enough? And, I, and I, me personally, my personal opinion is that people, unlike yourself, people train women like they're girls as opposed to training them like fighters. And
1: I think that's I, the
0: base. That's that's for me, at least. What do
1: you yeah, no, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. think, you know, um, I think women are, are sparring too many women. You know, I, I have I Jessica sparring men and, you know, on her off days, I have her spar women. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of take a break, yeah. but you know, to be honest with you, I think it's a two or three minute rule. You know, like right now, women are only fighting two minute rounds what instead of that? three minute rounds, like the guys. And you know, you know I, that's, I don't understand that. I, I don't know. And here, listen, well, here, I, I'll tell you the positive and the negative, okay. right? So, the, the negative is that the negative is that we're not getting knockouts, right? right? In on the female right. side, two minute rounds, it's really, really hard to knock few people yeah. out or yeah. stop them late because mm-hmm. too many rounds is fast, yeah. two minute rounds are very fast. However, now if we change it to three minute rounds, we're going to get more knockouts, Absolutely. right? The only problem with yeah, the only problem with that is there isn't a lot of females out there. So Absolutely. if you look, if you look at the hundred, you look at the hundred forty seven pound division. I have a girl, Summer Lynn. Yeah. She's eighteen years old. She has two fights. She's only two and zero, oh, and she's ranked number four in the world, or she's number ranked number four in the United yes. States and maybe number fifteen in the world. So that just tells you like a there's a gap, and yeah. there's not a lot of yeah. Yeah, right. So you can't we we can't switch to 3-minute rounds until those weight classes are filled up. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's good for the overall female boxing like landscape for, for us to wait until the, to until those weight classes fill up and then we can go 3 minutes. Yes. But until then, you know, you don't forget. So don't forget. So if a fee, if you get knocked out, you're on 60 to 90 day suspension. So that would screw up everything. Yeah. That would slow down the the market that would slow down fights and and that would slow down the ultimate business side of things too
0: so that brings me to my next man and and, and it's funny because you say it like that because i was thinking about this we're looking at and again mm-hmm. i am a fan of both sports in, in, in terms of for instance like mma and the female side of mma and it's a much younger sport has blown up. Mm-hmm. The female side of the MMA, you have, I think the skill level, especially at the very top, is comparable with the men, 1,000%. I mean, we just had a fight in January mm-hmm. with the uh, in the UFC at 115 pounds, and that was, in my opinion, top three fights I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? And, and the yeah, women well, in... Uh-huh. Oh, dude, if you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, please. You have to... Yohana um, Yen mm-hmm. Jacek and Wei Li Zhang. Um, dude, I'm telling you, uh-huh. five rounds, the skill level of these women is... Tip top and just all out violence. It was crazy. You know, so you have that in the women. And I've seen, you have the abilities in female. What what, what are we missing in boxing? Why haven't we had people paying attention? Because the numbers for female MMA is still low as well. But like, why haven't we Mm -hmm. gotten people looking at this and holding it up and saying, they're amazed? This is talent. Like as much as we talk trash, I'm talking trash about uh, Clarissa Shields. Yo, she has skills.
1: Mm Yeah, there's no doubt. Clarissa has shields. I mean, Clarissa Shields has talent, but I think, you know, Eddie Hearn is putting money finally into female That's boxing. If you if you think if you, yeah, and if you think about it, um, Eddie Hearn's the only one putting big money into female boxing, and yeah. I think that, yeah. um, you know, Lou DiBella has done his mm-hmm. part, but you know, I don't think the money equates to what Eddie Hearn and the, match, uh, the zone and the matchroom room is, is paying, but. It, as a re- we're still in the beginning stages of the female boxing, so I think we're gonna see million dollar purses in the not so far future. I think Katie Taylor versus uh, you know the winner of Katie Taylor versus Serrano and, and Jessica versus Cecilia Breakhouse are gonna fight each other, and I think that's a million dollar fight do you know, each. So if if Katie fights Jessica McCaskill for all the belts at one forty, let's say one forty two of the welterweight title, um yeah, I think Eddie Hearn's going to put some big promotion, big promotion behind it and put, you know, spend some money to promote it.
0: Man, they need to have those two on one card. Like seriously, man.
1: And I think uh it's that and and, and hopefully mm-hmm. um whoever gets that big mega fight, um the winners of that those two fights they have to perform and, and if yeah. that's a boring fight we take two steps back so you got to step up you got to step up get the knockout uh, perform you got to do well maybe do a 24 7 behind the scenes have
0: to. uh
1: you know to, to yeah we need have some to. we need to introduce in the fighter side the female fighter mm-hmm. behind closed door side and and i don't know if you saw it or not but april 17th on the my youtube channel rick mm-hmm. ramos boxing i'm going to release a. Uh, um Uh, uh, all-access, behind-the-scenes in training camp with Jessica McCaskill. So you're going to be able to see a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that we go through, the good days and the bad days, so it's going to be pretty dope.
0: Dope, man. See, I got to come to the gym more so I could be in the background and shit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) That's what it's about.
1: But to to answer your question, you know, like we just got to, you know, there's got to be more behind the scene footage so that fans can see what it's like for some of these females to go through what they go through. Jessica still works a full-time job and Puts in full-time boxing hours. It's insane. And she's doing it at a very high level. And she's a two-time world champion. So it's working. But, you know, people don't know that.
0: Well, it, it's funny. You know, and I, I want to mention this. I'm glad you said that also. Um, one thing that I've noticed that you do, like, I look at your social media page and you're mm-hmm. active. You're active yeah. in, in the promoting end. You're active in promoting all of your fighters. You're promo- and, mm-hmm. I, and there is something to that that I think a lot of people haven't taken into account how important for yourself is social media and just in your business?
1: Um, that's, you know, I love, I feel like you're asking all the right questions and, and props to you, first thank, of all. Thank you very um, much. Um, no, no, I just, you know, in our first episode mm-hmm. of In Camp with Jessica McCaskill, I actually talk about that. And, and I have to hire my own camera crew in a lot of ways uh, to get myself out there, you know, the, we Jessica McCaskill followed Katie Taylor and for the people who don't know um, I got that fight because I was running my mouth about Eddie Hearn and I mean to Eddie Hearn about Katie Taylor and we got that fight and that yeah. was that fight helped good fight. put our yeah it was a great fight, fight. it was a close fight mm-hmm. yeah it was a close fight too and um, that, that fight bought Jessica a house that fight gave Jessica and myself credibility mm-hmm. that we belong at that level mm-hmm. it was on Showtime it was uh, on Sky Sports it was the main event in London it was great and um, had it not been for me being active on social media, uh, we would have never gotten that fight. We nobody would have known who we were. And mm-hmm. you know, if you watch my social media, I even promote my amateurs coming up, and I always tell them, "Hey, you need to change your name instead of hot Latina. It needs to be, you know <laughs> what name. I mean? Like yeah. you're a yeah, it's, you're a business now. And if you don't Thanks. treat yourself or respect yourself as a business, then you're not going to be taken as such. So you know, there are things that I make them change and switch mm-hmm. things around, and and it's important to be active on social media. Not only me as the manager or coach or trainer, or whatever, but for themselves as well. They they're the product, and they have to sell themselves to anyone who's watching. And we got to build a fan base starting at the amateur level. Especially for the females, it's much harder. You know, absolutely.
0: No, I, I see that, man. And and just props to you, man, because it's something that I've noticed also. And, and I mean, I've, I've seen you calling out everything from Eddie Hearn talking to everybody, you know. And uh, and Eddie, man, Eddie seems like an interesting dude, man. I, I'm gonna I I'm will put it out there. I, it looks like we slowed up a little bit, but uh, get him back. Oh, hello. Oh, there you go. There you go. He got. He's back. He's back. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, So Eddie Eddie Hearn, man And we'll get a couple more out of here, man Before we Mm -hmm. get you out of here Again, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, man This has been awesome, seriously No problem Um, So Eddie Hearn, man I I will say this He is coming out of the woodworks Is, is in my opinion Seeming like one of the better Promoters that's out there I'm gonna say that Mm -hmm. Um, Granted took a bag in Saudi Arabia for himself. I'm not going to stunt. Like, I didn't agree with all that, with what was going on. Over mm-hmm. that. He was like, well, we're going to do it over here. But um, with that, right. man, Eddie Hearn, um, in terms of looking at all of the, just not just Eddie, you got Eddie, you got Al, you got, you know, top rank. Do you think boxing right now is doing what they need to be doing to move on? in terms of like moving into the streaming era. So Zone seems like they're doing that and it seems like it might it, it seems like the pay per view model is gonna is dead. So that's what I'm saying. It looks like yeah. it's dead. So I wanna see like do you think that they're moving in the right direction?
1: Um well Al Heyman is definitely not. He's he's doing very little um, to change with the times. You know, he is a much older um, he's not older than Bob Aram, but he's up there in age. He's, you know, upper 50s, maybe even 60. Yeah. But he, ha- in my opinion, he hasn't evolved. Um, you know, he's still got some big names, excuse me, obviously. But, you know, as far as Bob yeah, Aram, Bob Aram's kind of put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Bob Aram. Bob Aram actually, you know, slid most of his fights to the ESPN side and they got their own app and, you know, ESPN, uh, streaming is, is ESPN obviously a big name and their streaming is doing well. But as far as like Eddie Hearn, I think Eddie Hearn has fresh new ideas. You know, everybody was talking about Logan Paul fighting and it was a big, uh, you know, a lot of people disrespected that fight, and whatever he fought, uh, KSI or whatever. But those guys brought massive numbers, massive numbers. I mean, you know Eddie Hearn and and Logan Paul were on Instagram Live yesterday, and Eddie Hearn when he was with other fighters he was getting two, two thousand three thousand views. When Logan Paul jumped on, there were twenty thousand views on live stream. Yeah. So, it, those guys are bringing in real they numbers, and, and and yeah, no they doubt about the it. They fu- they shoved that needle. So it's like, um, as far as I guess what I'm saying is Eddie Hearn is a fresh, he has new ideas. You know, he's bringing in the, the social influencers to to change the crowd and to bring in new new ideas, different styles. So it's interesting. He brings the whole world together. You know, instead of Al Heyman's more of a United States guy, Bob Arum's United States guy, Eddie Hearn is – universal uh as far as who he brings i mean in. i
0: agree with you man i mean think about the moves he's made you, you he got jessica he has danny jacobs he no has doubt. devin haney i mean those are guys on this canelo, canelo. you know it, it's it's yep. i mean the biggest he's the biggest name in the sport you know what i'm saying so no doubt uh, it's crazy man um all right let's do some quick hits man before we get you out of here brother um again uh, we're quarantined up and uh, <laughs> everyone at this point in time we're watching movies we're doing all kinds of stuff so let me ask you this I need a classic fight, a classic fight that we Mm -hmm. should go and watch. And what's a classic fight movie that you always go
1: back to? All right. So, you know, I had just, I just had the girls and and some of the guys in my gym watch the Mickey Ward, Arturo Gotti trilogy. You know, you can go to HBO or you can go to YouTube and and search Legendary Nights of of everything they've been to, like the hospital. They, they were in the hospital together. They were in wars together. So, so that's Mickey Ward. No, you watch all three fights because it's it's you're story. a boxing fan and you want to go back. Oh my God, it's insane. It's just, I've never seen fights like that in my life and that is definitely inspiring and, and just everything about it was great. Um, as far as boxing movie, hmm, I love so many, like I like the Duran movie. Uh, um, you know, obviously I'm a Rocky Four Rocky with the uh, Ivan Drago type of guy.
0: Rocky Four is great. It is, it is.
1: <laughs> I I, I try to all of you, you know. So you know, I like uh you know, Duran's a good movie. I like Price of uh Price of Glory. That was check a good that, that yeah, was a good one. A, yeah, Price of Glory is awesome. It's, That's what's up, man.
0: Uh, my favorite fight that I go back, I always tell people to watch, is the uh, Diego Corrales-Jose Luis Castillo fight. That's the one for me that I'm just like, that made me fall in love with boxing oh, as a man. kid. Like, that was that that fight. Oh, man. Know?
1: Yeah, that was a, you know, the, the last round was insane. One of the greatest rounds.
0: Dude, nuts. Absolutely, man. Well, brother, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. We absolutely have to do this again at some point, man. And, uh, man, good luck to everything. And stay safe out there, bro. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You too, guys. Thank you so much for having me on, honestly. I appreciate it. Actually, real
0: quick, where can they find you?
1: Facebook. I'm, I'm around. I'm easy to find.
0: There it is, man. Rick, man, thank you so much, brother. You have a good one. Absolutely. Take care. All right. All right. All right. All right, guys. Um, That was uh, head trainer, man, of world champion, Justin McCaskill. That was Rick Ramos joining me on today's show. Great conversation, man. Great dude. Um, If you haven't already, go to uh, the Hot Mic app. Check out us out check out my conversation with chance and barry and check out everything else we have um thank you guys so much for listening today this has been episode 205 We keep it rocking man uh love you guys thank you for paying attention this has been the Fire podcast Peace.